The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing very well, Jeremy. How are you doing today there in Boston? I am doing great. I've had myself a lobster roll. Ooh, I wow. uh, just I just passed a statue of Alexander Hamilton. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, he is, if people don't know, he is famous for creating the bimetallic standard for the, for the United States, which they got rid of. But, um, but yeah, as far as the week Suspended. goes... Yeah, exactly. As far as the week goes, um, you know, we're going to pick up on more of the same topics and themes that we've been seeing over the last little while and obviously how it plays into the gold and silver market. So you're going to want to stay tuned throughout uh, the next 45 minutes to an hour as we have these discussions. Um, Before we get into it, I just want to let everyone know that what we do at Guildhall is we only deal in physical precious metals. We don't deal in paper. We don't deal in gold-backed funds where you do not own the physical product. We have a motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. So that means that whether you're buying it direct and taking home delivery or buying through our e-store and taking home delivery, that's guildhallpreciousmetals.com, or whether you're storing your physical product in a vault like Brinks where, that we utilize, where it's fully allocated, fully segregated. You have the ability to buy and sell on a phone call, take delivery anytime, set up an audit to go and personally hold your product in your hand. Again, remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And then same thing with our registered accounts. We help clients to own physical precious metals in, a, in registered accounts like RSP, Lira, LIF, RIF, TFSA, even RESPs, where clients maintain their own physical holdings of precious metals held in a vault outside the banking system. Again, they have direct access to go to the vault and personally audit their holdings. That means that they can go and hold the product in their hand. And that is really key to the whole, the whole thing here is we want to create a sovereignty for each person. We want an independence and you want to make sure that you are out of harm's way of the financial system, which appears pretty fragile right now. Don't you think Jerry? Oh yeah, it's beyond it's beyond me thinking. It's uh, that the signs of the times are here. Uh, that the fra- the the fragility of the market is seen across the world with regards to trust, with regards to how money is being moved, and um, it's a very exciting time to watch. And as Alexander Hamilton once said, "He for he who does not stand for something will fall for anything," and we're seeing this trend of standing for something unsubscribing for things that you're not interested in supporting any longer and you know we we're seeing um moves away from esg movements the uh the the environmental sustenance and governments governance uh move towards making everything green and more sustainable but that cut that comes at a cost of cutting your resources cutting your industries cutting your economy down to size so and that's just one aspect. We're seeing woke just being trying to being driven down our throats, and Canadians, investors, Americans, around the world. It's a common theme of unsubscribing. So, this is a very important time to be very awake, to be very sober-minded with the way we think, and the way we 
move and pivot with our with our finances this one pillar that is that is ever so important for ourselves and our families futures Jeremy we're seeing a lot of things happen this week um, the week that was um, as as we picked up from last week's show we mentioned that obviously the debt ceiling drama is going to continue from last week on to this week and as a result it's driving US yields up as the worry and the VIX and volatility tend to drive out of stocks and jump into the yields because the algorithms say so. They say jump into treasury. But we know globally no one, no country is jumping into U.S. treasury or U.S. dollars. They're jumping into gold. But this market, the algorithm says to jump into yields, uh, higher yielding treasuries, and as a result, putting pressure downwards onto gold this week, onto silver this week, but finding very good support. Gold um, at around 1975 found support, 1960 mark, and we're up, and we're back up today. Uh, good recovery as the chairman, Fed Powell, uh, as we call him, Jawbone Powell, came on the stand, further talks, um, talking about policy rates. He said, quote, policy rate may not have to rise as far as otherwise, due to tightened bank credit conditions. So the bank credit conditions, lending, liquidity, this is the sign that we're in that the banks are under a lot of pressure. And as a result, pivots have to be made, Jeremy. So there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Yeah, the, the number 18778silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. I remember while, while um, Silicon Valley Bank was defaulting, one of the issues that they were saying is that the rise in interest rates was forcing them to pay out more interest, which is putting pressure on that commercial bank. So definitely Fed, Powell, uh, Fed Chairman Powell is kind of nodding to that sort of issue when he's talking like that, saying, you know, we, we might be kind of pausing. That's what I'm kind of hearing, a bit of a pause. I not ironically, but also at the same time in Canada, they were, quote unquote, surprised that inflation was up, um, what, half a percent or something like that, which is hilarious. It's like that. It's ironic. It's like that's you're surprised inflation is not at zero all, all of a sudden. Um, was, it's crazy surprised that it turned on him really quickly, because last week I brought the quote from Tiff Macklin, the governor who spoke at the committee meeting regarding uh, 4%, we're at 4% inflation, Canadians. And uh, by the end of summer, he quoted as saying, we're going to be back into the 3% market. That was last week. Fast forward to this week, Canadian CPI um, inflation r was, again, sticky, very hot, risking further Bank of Canada rate hikes. April inflation accelerated here in Canada to 4.4% year over year from 4 year over the year, three-tenths of a percent above market expectations. So quite uh, quite the response to that speech. <laughs> I think he was very surprised as to how quickly uh, he had to kind of delete that speech or move on from that speech. Jeremy, very, very funny. And I, I think just to keep it into perspective, Jerry, let's just talk about what we are experiencing, why we're experiencing it. This is the result of all of the currency that was created during a time where the government thought they would lock everyone down and fund the economy itself while everybody lost their jobs and forced to stay in their homes. And so they created, and, and not to mention the issues from 2008 and all the money that they, all the currency they created in 2008. No, they, cr they created trillions of dollars of currency 
and we're paying for it <laughs> now. Uh, we're paying for their mess, and they want us dumb, sick, broke, and the only way we're going to get out of any all of this is essentially to be rich, to be sovereign. And one of the ways that you do that is to own actual physical assets so you don't depend on them. And that means owning physical gold and physical silver. And they have performed. They are up over 400% both over the last 20 years. They have, they have, performed, they have outperformed inflation, meaning you can print all the currency you want. You cannot print gold, period. That's it. You cannot print physical gold. It costs money to get it out of the ground. And by the way, we know that Barrett came out recently, I understand, saying that the cost of production on physical gold is something like $1,700 an ounce. So we're trading in the high 19 range. Gives you a sense of where we are. The number, 18778SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical precious metals in your portfolio today. Start by just acquiring a little bit. Get your feet wet. Get an understanding of how the how this works. And then you can move into depository storage or even look at an RSP or a TFSA. The number, 18778SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number 18778SILVER, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Before we jump into this next segment, I do want to ask a question of the listeners, Jerry, and that is to just think about the stock market over the next 10 years and ask yourself if you think it can double in value. And what kind of economic activity would need to occur for that to happen? I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, but given the current circumstances of energy issues, um, foreign policy, uh, fiscal policy, monetary policy, uh, the debt issues right now. How is the economy supposed to gather steam in these conditions to double from here? Mm-hmm. No and the only reason, yeah, yeah. the only reason I ask that is because one of the things that I'm, I'm seeing um, is that people are looking for wealth protection. They're looking for understanding of, what, of what's going on, as we kind of characterize it, and we're not the only ones, this kind of uh, great reset versus the great awakening type of thing. And when people, at least what I'm speaking to that are coming to Guildhall, when they're going to their advisors, they're not getting a sense of that. Uh, I know we were going to talk about this maybe a little earlier, uh, a little later in the show, but they're not getting a sense from their financial experts that that they understand these things because if you can understand that this is that this is a war a war against the great awakening versus the great reset the great reset wants to collapse the economy other in um central bank digital currencies you know as though as though they've they've run um uh, arrive can so well as though they've run f- financial policy so well that we want we want them to continue to be uh, a top-down economy that type of stuff but it really becomes a time where people say you know what it is time to de-digitize our wealth and i know um 
we both saw this article in Globe and Mail. I'd love for you to talk about it a little bit because this kind of goes to the point of why people are moving towards gold and this idea that so many of these advisors or financial types seem to just be locked and stuck in, you know, the matrix, as it were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, touching upon that article, I think it was it's a very it's a very fitting time to do so because uh, we're we're seeing this warfare as you talked about, Jeremy, and understanding that you know what has caused the stock market, for example, to balloon the way it, it it did and has done in the past was something that hasn't been seen before, which was quantitative easing, a lot of money printing, patching over debt problem with more debt, lowering the interest rates. But you've ex- exhausted these things. And Ainsley Bullion had a great article this week. I'm sorry I didn't bring it to the table. But they alluded to the fact that you, you've you launched one round of QE. Let's call it uh, let's call it a trillion dollars. The next time yeah. around, it's got to be double that. And then yeah. the next time around that you need another injection, you, it's going to have to be a double that. So you're just expanding the money money supply or currency supply this pool more in that article hyperinflationary but in that article they also talk about um uh, that at some point you don't get the gains out of it anymore like you can pump more in but you're just not going to get the economic gains pumping more cash into the system right and that is the key the same result you cannot expect the same result and the same splash as you once did with the with the you know with the same with the same tactic. Um, and that's why countries have moved. That's why we're seeing economic warfare happen, where countries are not subscribing subscribing to pay back the US dollar interest, taking loans from the US and having to pay back this interest when they're just destroying their currency. When Canada printed four times the, the size of the economy for in 2020, 2020 for COVID relief, um, we're not subscribing to that. Now it's moved to you know, info warfare, it's been around for a long time. We're not getting the information, Jeremy, of what Canadians, what we need to see. We need to see the gauge. What is the rate as to what the inflation data is, for example? We're not getting the information. So there's an information war, a censorship war. Um, and we're seeing a lot of that coming out now with the FPI this week. Very exciting time to see what's been playing out. Stay tuned to that. But yeah, bringing back the, the financial planner, and this is not coming from us. Please don't quote us on these things. These are things that we're hearing from clients that are coming in with stressing these issues. And I'm, I'm sure many of the listeners are, can, can echo the same sentiments. They're not, you know, my clients, uh, my, my account, they did a great job over the years. They've done a great job. They were part of the family almost. But you know what? Something uh, is, is telling me to look abroad, to look outside of the box, to get into gold and... You know, Ken Fisher wrote an article for the Globe and Mail this week called Don't Be Fooled by Gold's Glitter, and it says time to buy gold. The legendary metal nears all-time highs. The headlines project more of the same ahead. But what do, they, what do these pundits do? They talk about the volatility on gold, that gold is only volatile. Um, you, can't st- you can't time it, and, and he tries to bring in a lot of the data, and some of the data that he doesn't it doesn't talk about is the gains in Canadian uh, gains in gold versus every major currency, including the the Canadian dollar uh, since you know going back twenty years. Okay, just on that point alone, right? How many times have you heard from anybody? Okay, any listener to the show, go talk to someone about precious metals. The first reflex out of their mouth is going to be, "Oh, it's volatile." Okay, great. Now I want you to talk to that person. Log online. Go to goldprice.org, 
and look at the gold price performance over the last 15 years. In Canadian dollars, gold has had three down years. Three. That's it. Two of which I think were in the single digits. One was during the year of transitory inflation, right? <laughs> um, and then you had uh, 2013 when Ben Bernanke was on the cover of Time magazine because he gloriously saved the, uh, the economy by lowering interest rates and printing money. You saved it at that moment, but you didn't save it long term, right? It's just a matter of time before the next crisis hit. So, no, I totally disagree. That is unfounded, the, the concept that gold is volatile. It's absolute BS. Anyone can look at the chart on goldprice.org and easily refute that silly, silly notion that gold is volatile. Now, yes, day-to-day. Okay, what isn't volatile day-to-day? I mean, day-to-day volatility is like the weather. You know, yes, it's winter. Could you have a, a day with seven degrees one day? Yeah, you could. Okay, so weather's volatile. Does that mean winter's over? No, it's not. It's still winter. So you can't look at the day-to-day progress. You want to look more on a longer term. And the longer anybody holds gold, I, I can attest to this from my own portfolio. I see it in other people's portfolio. The longer you hold gold, the more you realize how great it is in a portfolio. Because you see how it's done its job. And unless you bought during the four-month period in 2011 when it was at its absolute peak, and I'm talking both gold and silver, okay, fine. Then you can, you can, uh, you can be sour grapes about that, right? Because you didn't bust average after the peak, all right? But any other occasion, it, you're going to see that it's, it's done its job. So that's all I'm going to say about volatility. Right. That it's BS. Anyway, I digress. Go on. And... One of the paragraphs to conclude his article, uh, Ken Fisher comments, why does the gold appeal to many? For some, it is those recent glittery returns, but chasing heat, he writes, uh, always is always a bad reason to buy anything. So chasing, returns, um, uh, buy, you know, these are words that really don't, we don't subscribe to those words in the gold market. We're looking for the return of my money versus the return on my money, first of all. You cannot buy money. You're converting out of bad currency into the currency that has stood the, st- t- the test of time. We have seen currencies, civilizations come and go. Gold is still around. Gold will be there for your portfolio. Chasing heat, I don't think so. The heat, the heat, the the hot items are inflationary bubble ticket items, and you know don't take it from us. Look at the look at history, look at what gold did during the 70s and 80s. Look what silver did during the stagflationary period. Gold moving up 800 percent, silver 1100 percent, and don't take it from us either, or the charts or history. Bridgewater last week said the Bridgewater CIO says gold is underrated and could still be pushed up by de-dollarization. Look at what's going on in the world soberly. Geopolitical turmoil is not going away, she says. And gold is going to be a beneficiary. Um, founder of Bridgewater, of course, by Ray Dalio. Countries are moving into gold. All-time central bank buying. World Gold Council came out with the report last week. Central banks are acquiring. And so we have to as well. Pay attention to who is acquiring gold and figure out if this is the wise thing for you. And we're here to help you at Guildhall Wealth. Yeah, this is one of those cautionary tale articles we've seen put out in mainstream media over the years. They've never been right. I mean, as long as 
in terms of yes, a clock, stop clock is right twice a day. But long term, these these articles have never been right. I remember these type of articles came out year after year after year, saying gold at a peak, gold's at a peak, cautionary tale: don't be buying gold, don't be buying gold. Jerry, in the next segment, we have to talk about who this guy actually is. Let's let's uh, unveil who this guy is so that people understand the type of people that are writing these articles as well. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. This is the Real Money Show on AM six forty. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're going to talk about gold, silver, and geopolitics, gold, silver, and inflation. And uh, before we get to that, and especially what's happening with the G7 sanctions again, are you kidding me? Uh, let's talk about this recent article in the Global Mail called Don't Be Fooled uh, by Gold's Glitter, written by Ken Fisher. Jerry, who is this guy? Ken Fisher of Fisher Investments has a history of controversy, and according to the website marketrealist.com, the article written by Rachel Curry titled, What Happened with Fisher Investments? Allegations Explained. So his net worth is over $4.5 billion, founder of, of course, Fisher Investments. Um, he has a history of, of complaints and, and allegations and, and more or less, you know, bad, bad stuff, Jeremy. You know, going back to the first controversy in 2001, he was uh, hit with. Now, I'm not here to throw anyone in the bus. I'm just sharing information, <laughs> of course, of and, and I have to stand on the case for gold. So this is my recant and my retort to this article from the Globe and Mail. Uh, in 2001, hit, investors hit Fisher Investments with a class action lawsuit over alleged unlisted coal calling. The lawsuit claimed that the firm violated rules, so that was one. In the same year, an elder accused Fisher investors of mismanaging their account, racking up a tax bill of a million bucks. Um, and then in, in 2019, at, a, at an ind- industry conference, uh, there was some um, there was uh, news of the Texas state pension fund that pulled 350 million from the Fisher investments and pension funds across the U.S. pulled 3.1 from Fisher investments. So he's been losing money uh, and most of the money has been being pulled out from Texas. Uh, The Texas teacher pension fund, as we know, has been divesting from investment firms accused of boycotting uh, the industries or the, the oil industry and the gas industry resources. In 2021, Texas lawmakers prohibited state funds from contracting with or investing in companies that divest from oil, natural gas, coal, and real assets. And financial firms in recent years have increased their commitments to environmental social governance, the woke policies, Jeremy. So money's moving out of places like Fisher, and we know what Texas has been heavily involved in. Texas has launched the Texas State Depository, among other things, including uh, the gold standard in Texas, potentially. Um, a few of the Texas legislators proposed a gold-backed currency to decouple their state's wealth from all of the risks at, uh, in the U.S. dollar and the banking system, protecting the people first, Jeremy. So we're seeing a lot of good things happening at the grassroots level in, in Texas. So. 
your thoughts on, on this, these, uh, these findings and what are your thoughts about his timing as, as far as this article goes within the Globe and Mail, Jeremy? Uh, I think I, I would put it into the category of existential threat. I think that a lot of times, for some reason or other, gold represents some sort of existential threat because there is no counterparty risk. It's a secure asset. It's a tier one asset. It's basically like having cash under the bank, except the cash can't be printed. And so I think if you're in a business that's predicated on on some risk and on financing and on investing funds that people pulling their money out to go into precious metals becomes a bit of an existential threat. Total digression here, but this is sort of my issue with, with those um, that are pro-crypto. One of the things that I'm noticing about crypto is that they, they always want to argue crypto versus Bitcoin, I mean, versus gold. And I realized they just need to stop doing that. Just don't compare the two. Uh, present an argument on your own terms. Once you have to start trying to denigrate something else, you're now inviting a debate that you may not win. <laughs> so mm-hmm. don't do it. Ign- win on your own terms. So for me, I see these type of arguments as existential threats to them, and I see it as... Um, I, don't, I wouldn't maybe go as far as to say panic, but definitely insecurity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think it's unwarranted. I think, you know, play on your own game, go by your own rules, and you don't have to, you don't have to diss anybody else in, in the past. You know, for you, Jerry, as an example, you know, I remember you would talk to some, some clients, and they'd say, well, I'm, I'm in this and I'm in that. You, think, you can have all of those things and physical metal in your portfolio, too. We're not here to compete. That's why we're not I, here to compete. That is the point. And you know, regarding the existential threat, you know, Ken Fisher just to conclude uh, the segment on him, he commented on bear markets before, and he has a he has a knack of highlighting the fact that people just don't have anywhere to go, anywhere else to go. Talking about capitulation, he says sometimes we don't have capitulation with the bottom. And I'm increasingly coming to the view that we won't have a capitulation. Capitulation is the point where investors give up and sell at a loss. And he said, this expected capitulation is partly because you can't go anywhere. Anywhere He calls this a Ghostbusters market. There's nowhere else to go. And he says, if you, if you think about it, long bonds are negative in this period. Inflation's up. You're going to go to cash. You're going to go to bonds. Gold hasn't had any glitter, and you really want don't want to go into real estate because it's so pricey. So yeah, he's he sees the threats of money moving out of his fund, his four point five billion dollar uh, nest egg, and yeah, existential threat. This was a, a a very timely article from him, and being put into the Globe and Mail maybe helpful for many financial planners up here in Canada as well, but. Canadians are seeing right through it. So we welcome the phone calls, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, to buy your physical gold. Get started with silver coins. We have Austrian mint coins. We also have Royal Canadian Mint, silver maples, known as popular, highest purity silver coin uh, available. Uh, premiums are starting to lower. So get in touch today, and we'll love to you know uh, navigate you into this market and, and show you the ropes. So Jeremy... Uh, a lot of stuff so, going on still. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the G7 and what's going on there. And I also want to talk a little bit about um, 
a little bit about the BRICS because I think that's a that's very interesting what's happening with the BRICS as well. Um, actually, let's let's start with that. I want to start with a, a recent tweet put out by Gold Telegraph. They said, because uh, this will go in with the G7, they said, a strategy for BRICS or countries looking to join. Step one, stockpile gold. Step two, settlement in national currencies. Step three, expand the BRICS. Step four, establish a new reserve currency, an economic block based on commodities, which helps power the planet. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. And that is the trend. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing central banks buying gold. Now you're also seeing, again, on the other side of the war, you're seeing D7 saying, you know what? Time for more sanctions. What what do you got on that front, Jerry? Yeah, so we are in the midst of the G7 summit in Japan. Um, We see see, uh, U.S. resident President Biden is planning to leave the G7 early. Um, And as the debt ceiling negotiations sort of break down at the end of this week, we're taping on Friday, heading into the Canadian long weekend, Victoria weekend. Um, Negotiations continue, but they came to a stall. Um, And we're seeing uh, Zelensky traveling to Japan to to attend the G7 in person (laughs) to Bloomberg. That's another one. The U.S. and now U.S. senior administration talking about sanctions. They said that all G7 is he is he there to entertain? I mean, <laughs> what, what's the point? Like, I know he, the comedian. That's why I'm asking. Like, he's, he's there. Right. To, he's part of the G7. Yeah, I think he did win an Oscar, right? Someone's uh, someone's Oscar really? was it was gifted to him. I think it was. Oh uh, yes, yes, it was, he was gifted an Oscar. He was gifted. Yeah, he was gifted. Um, so, anyways, the G7 are preparing to implement new Russian sanctions and export controls with the sanctions aimed at closing evasion loopholes and will target war inputs, energy reliance, and access to financial systems. U.S. to target Russia with roughly 300 sanctions on individuals, entities, vessels, and aircraft across Europe, the Middle East, and Asia. U.S. sanctions will also target financial facilitators, Russia's future energy and extraction capabilities, as well as others supporting Russia's war while g7 countries remain committed to upholding the price cap on russian oil according to reuters as we know jeremy i mean these are furthering punches but as we've seen for every punch there has been a counter punch and so far the sanctions have not proven to be successful specifically with the price cap on russian oil it's been skirted uh, they're exporting to india they're exporting to russia and or exporting to uh, china and then exports happen from there similar to gold it's going to switzerland and outside of switzerland it's going around the world so what are your thoughts about uh these new round this new round of sanctions and and potential counter punches i I'm, i go straight to the counter punches of what the <laughs> bricks are doing um they are acquiring physical gold they're making uh plays they're they're creating uh, trade deals left right and center they're making it so that uh the g7 can't affect them long term in terms of their economic prosperity so i see it as unfortunate i see it similar to our theme of advisors not necessarily understanding what's happening um i see that g7 just doesn't seem to want to play ball with the with the future of the economy and commodity-based currencies, which are going to be backed by physical gold. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. 
More to come here on The Real Mind Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one seven seven eight silver the website, billhallwealth.com. Jerry, just before we went to air, you, you mentioned that there was something by UBS that they came out talking about the recent dip in gold. That's right. To not be fooled by the sell-off, um, primarily because of the U.S. debt deal. Um, so there will be a deal eventually, uh, right? And and it will only mean more money printing and more of the same. Kick the can down the road, expand the and the mon- monetary or currency supply further. And they say gold could go to two twenty two hundred by March twenty twenty four, which is in our it's it's definitely there. We see that in the charting as well uh, for the beginning. Um, Elliott wave theory. The Elliott waves are hitting those markers, but as mar- as the markets do rally in gold and and both silver, with inflation continuing higher, coupling in with low growth, because inflation will hit any industry. It doesn't matter if your prices are moving up and your costs and your expenses to run your business are are, are rising. Your bottom line gets hit. So as you see low growth in any market or any industry that you're in. Inflation on the rise, precious metals have a tendency to outperform and, and will rally. And with the geopolitical structure, talking about geopolitics, coupling in with, um, with uh, the, um, the CAO from Bridgewater, citing specifically just geopolitics, the geopolitical front and the alliances that have been created surrounding the gold, surrounding the silver market are just one step, one keystroke away of causing an arbitrage that will funnel all of the silver and gold from the west to the east. Uh, we've seen prior to the, these new alliances in the BRICS that countries were readied. We saw Shanghai create the Shanghai Gold Exchange the Russian exchange, the now the, the Indian bullion exchange. They were all ready to go with, with India importing a world record, record amount of silver last year, um, blowing away every, every other importer by far. For what reason? Because this region of the former Soviet Union, China, India, they account for more than 60% of all gold and silver activity, while New York, the old guard, New York and London represent just 6%, and they have the spot price. So geopolitics, these alliances are looking at that spot price. If they're getting dirty in the gold market, they're the ones pulling it out of the ground. They should be responsible for giving us the gold price and the silver price, not New York, not the COMEX. So when things hit the fan and the markets start to rally, we're going to capitulate and, and, and markets will sell off and jump into the safe haven of gold, propelling us higher. So... 2200 I could see that happening as the as the liftoff stage but I think with with stagflation I see 10,000 plus gold in the next 10 years um, and and silver who knows this is the most exciting market to be in silver is that coiled spring Jeremy yeah I think that um, you know Vince Lancy had uh, he does a weekly um, podcast and he was saying the exact same things that you were just talking about Jerry and he was actually very very casually at the end of his uh, weekly wrap-up, he mentioned silver going to $1,000 an ounce, basically just because of those things that you're talking about. As gold becomes more expensive, as 
gold goes into stronger and stronger hands. And as the music stops, people are going to rush, rush, rush into silver. And it's going to have an incredible, incredible uh, day in the sun. Jerry, I want to, we were also talking earlier uh, before the show about uh, Stanley Druckenmiller. And I had this quote I wanted to to uh, bounce off of you. And you can let me know your, uh, what you were gathering from him as well. I was listening to an interview with him, and he said, this goes to the idea of everything we've been talking about, the overall grand view, which is when you have free money, people do stupid things. This is what he said. When you have free money for 11 years, people do really stupid things. And so I see that as him clearly understanding that uh, we're going to be going over, going through a big hangover <laughs> and that we have to go through a period where all of this gets rectified. But you were saying that you also came across something from, from Druckenmiller's law. Yeah, Druckenmiller was, he spoke last week about, um, you know, Jerome Powell, He's this. He's in the center stage. He's making the biggest mistake in history. He rose interest rates way too fast, is what they say. Breaking things now in the in the banking system. Now, um, just you know, the Federal Reserve is just trapped. We saw this week that uh, Mark Bialik, the Inspector General from the Federal Reserve Board, was was uh, was faced the Senate Banking Subcommittee on Economic Policy, um, who who they planned they did actually confront the ethically challenged structure of the Fed head-on. Um, and for those who don't know, the chair of this subcommittee is a, the, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who has labeled the Fed Chair Powell and the Fed as a dangerous person, the dangerous man, and called out a culture of corruption. And yes, you give a greedy entity the power to create the nation's money. They don't care who makes the laws, right? This is this is just the nature of the humanity. You know, greed and power corrupts. And as a result of the corruption, you're going to print. You're going to print that currency left, right, and center. But he's, uh, yeah, Stanley Druckenmiller, he is staring in the face of the biggest and, and probably the broadest asset bubble. Forget that he's ever seen, but he's ever studied in the course of history. This is historic, Jeremy. Civilizations come and go. And this is of, um, you know, uh, just... The, the, the proportions are just out of this world, and we have to follow along where the smart money is moving, who, what the smart money, like Druckenmiller, is saying, that away from bubbles, gold is undervalued, is what the Bridgewater CIO says. And as you find an undervalued asset, you find an asset that when the, when the bubbles pop, they jump into the gold market, and just 1.5% of all of the extra pyramid money that jump into the gold market, you eliminate all above ground gold reserves, $1.5 trillion of above ground gold eliminated. And this is gonna be the most epic squeeze upward in metal, in precious metals, in gold and silver uh, that we have ever witnessed before ever in history. So it's a great yeah, exciting I don't, time to be a part of it. Yeah, I don't even think we need to put numbers on anything. I think you just need to understand that we're at a point where gold and silver are incredibly undervalued against the debts and uh, against all of the currency printing, and there is nowhere for it to go but up. We're entering into a phase of real assets 
versus an age of digitization of assets. And I think you want to own real things at this time. This is my own personal opinion. This is the opinion of Guildhall Wealth. And I know you mimic, um, you echo those sentiments as well, Jerry. So again, this is about getting into hard assets, getting to safe um, safe waters or high ground in the market. You want to make sure that you own physical assets, physical gold, physical silver, outside of the banking system, make sure that you're secure, you're safe, and then we can watch the profits rise as we go along because we think that's going to be absolutely spectacular. Thank you to everyone listening to The Real Money Show this week. We can't wait to speak to you again next week, again, here on The Real Money Show on AM640, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.